Welcome back, y'all, to episode 43 of the Zachary Wingate podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table, so let's get into it. So where to begin? This, we are in the date of Septemberary, Septemberary, temporary, 29th, and I am coming to you from Miami, Florida, where Ian the Hurricane just hit. Not quite in Miami. So, let me break it down for you. So, essentially, here's what's going on. Um... We flew into Houston the day before yesterday, which seems like a lifetime ago. Stayed in Houston for one night, okay? And then late this afternoon, we came to Miami to our flight. Good timing. Been here and just hanging out at the Airbnb. So far, so good. It's crazy to think that a hurricane hit this state, and we're here now, my first time in Miami. So what are we getting into today? So... First, I have a story, and we'll see where it goes from there, okay? So essentially, here is the story. So back in 2017-ish, I asked my wife to marry me. And the story in itself is pretty cool because I got her a very unique ring. The emerald in itself came from Sri Lanka. Washington Diamond was able to give me a custom band And it was like, it's just a phenomenal ring. Well, and I also planned the engagement that I would ask her in Ecuador, which is the country she's from, and I did it on her birthday. So for me, great. So after the engagement, what happened is we took a trip to the rainforest. Um, Natalie's cousin ran a magazine service, and she was able to hook us up and allow us to kind of go into the rainforest experience for the first time. And we went in and um, they don't call it the rainforest in Ecuador. They call it the Oriental because that's a province and they just call it the province for the rainforest. So we had, it was like a, we had to hop on a bus for about three to four hours to go into the rainforest. It was a magical ride. And then when we got to a city, we had to find a taxi. It was a little truck. The truck drove us in, and it was like a little villa in the woods. So I should say in the rainforest. Then we had like a little hut cabin, and there was like a little bar. And whenever you're staying in places like this in the jungle, like they go off, but like it has to be the right environment. So we're staying at this place, and it's fun. And we want to go see the indigenous people. So the indigenous people allow us to interact with them. And we experience what it's like. They do some dancing and they even have ayahuasca there, oddly enough. But what's really interesting is we met a couple there from Switzerland. And, or Norway, I can't remember Switzerland. But she was actually in a wheelchair. And at first I thought it was really strange because she was having people push her through rocks and she was in a wheelchair and it was just like really interesting, like kind of like where you first see somebody and like the look on her face was like upsetting being pushed through rocks 
and you just kind of have like a thought like, oh, I wonder why she's here. Well, Faye would have it that we ended up drinking with her and she's probably one of the most amazing, um, one of the most amazing women I've ever met as well as, you know, she, she was in a wheelchair and she was out there in the jungle experiencing it. And her story was incredible. Like Come to find out, she was probably she could have been one of the first women ever to go to the Antarctica on a wheelchair. She pushed the boundaries, she made it happen, and she also ended up in. It's not Sri Lanka. What is the little country close to it? It is. Ah, I think it's not Bangladesh. Hold on. It was Burma, like Burma, sorry, Burma. There's a movie where like Rambo went to Burma, but long story short, I went to Burma and there was like a mountain for the Tiger Palace and she had these like men, she paid like four of them to carry her up on her back like a sack of potatoes, which I thought was insane. But so for that night, we went out there, we had some drinks with these folks. Stories were amazing. Like I'll never forget them and I hope they're doing well. But after that, we went back to our hut and it was kind of late and like I walked in and I saw these droppings on the bed and I immediately thought it was guano, which is bat feces. And I didn't say anything to Natalie and, you know, obviously it was like our engagement weekend. So we went to the bathroom, we started taking a shower and like I look up and I never forget it because it's almost like shadow was covering it and it had this outline of this beast that was like curled up in a cozy setting and I was like what is that and I started looking at it and I was like oh my gosh it's a bat so like (laughs) I told I don't know why like I don't know how to manage certain situations when it comes to like what people are scared of but I told Natalie this when I said, I'm like, whatever you do, don't look up and don't scream. And you know what she did? Exactly the opposite. She looked up and saw the bat and she screamed and she ran out. And it reminded me of like the great outdoors whenever that bear comes in and they have that like like gun lamp that blows the bear's fur off. It's just like ass and it's like so funny. But like I'll never forget the bat was flying around in the bathroom and we saw it I was like oh my gosh you know and like I looked over at Natalie and I was like man if that thing had like rabies because essentially what happened is we got tucked in our bed and we're laying there so I look at her and I'm like if this thing had like rabies and it bit us we could like die out here and then I just fell asleep after I said it but it rattled Natalie so much she stayed up all night until like 6 a.m where she woke up and I felt rested and she was still thinking about the bat and we went to the front desk, but it wasn't much of a front desk and we told the guy that there was something in there. Like, we both didn't know the word for bat in Spanish, which is now morcielago, which is so long. Like, think about that. In English, the word for bat is just bat. 
and then like more cielo. Anyways, so the guy came in, he got the bat, he put the bat up and just said the bat was cold and that was it. And we were stunned because this guy had no fear about getting this bat and he picked it up and put it on a tree and went on his way. And that's kind of the first story. The second one is the, the next bit I would have for comedy. And I think I'm working on a bit for double dipping. Okay. Think about it. Like, whenever you, like, I don't know other countries. Other countries seem to be more lax on the double dipping rule. But in the United States, it's like a pretty serious thing. And as kids, like, if you saw a double dipper, like, you would call them out. It was like probably. Every person in the world is probably called out a double dipper who's from the United States. And the first time you double dip and people are like, judge you for it, like you never do it again. And when you see other people do it and like they double, like if you see an adult double dip, you're like, yo, I cannot trust you. Like you obviously are like an axe murdering killer because who double dips now? But in other countries, they do it. So that's a potential joke. And then I think that's about it. I'm just going to wrap it up here, do a quick 10 minutes. I'm like been traveling and moving so much over the last months. It's been like so difficult on top of work, living everyday life to produce like a quality podcast. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and go for there. So thank you so much for listening, y'all.